Gator made back, back, back. Now it's off to the races. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend. Jalen Hunter, and if you do me a favor, please subscribe to wherever you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. You know, greatness looks like something. Greatness looks like something we've never seen. You know, last episode I talked about the difference between a star and a superstar. Well, there's also, you know, difference in in greatness and talent. You know, there, there's a lot of people that have talent. There's a lot of stars. There's a lot of superstars. I mean, of course, if you're a superstar, if you're a star, you have talent. But then there's greatness. There is, I'm not saying greatest. I'm just saying greatness. They, they just, peop, those people, those teams, they just shine. They just look different. And that is what we're seeing with the Golden State Warriors. First and foremost, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors for making it to this year's NBA Finals. Uh, the finals start on June 2nd, I believe, which is next Thursday. So, shouts out to Golden State. This is a dynasty. Whether they win it or not, this is a dynasty. The Golden State Warriors have, this is their sixth NBA Finals in eight years. And two of those years, Clay Thompson was out. Another one of the years, Steph Curry was pretty much out. It, it, it just... Greatness looks like something, man. Let's first start with the Golden State Warriors, man. It's, you know, one thing that I say a lot on this show is there's a reason why teams are incompetent. There's a reason why teams stay incompetent for a while. It's because they don't know how to, one, some people don't know that they're even incompetent. Some people just don't know how to rise up from that incompetent ranks, Golden State was one of the laughing stock franchises of the league. Not recently, but they used to, yo, people used to, Golden State, <laughs> you'd be hard-pressed to find a Golden State fan. You know what I mean? Like, they were they were horrible. Then, of course, they went, uh, went on a resurgence with the We Believe team, and then, of course, they had Monte Ellis and stuff. But... It's something about an organization that knows what they're doing. Doesn't mean they have to win all the time, but it's something it's something to be said when an organization knows what they're doing. And Golden State, of course, some luck. Cause cause to get to the the mountaintop, I guess you can say, there has to there isn't just all talent. If that's the case, LeBron James would have a hundred would have what? Twenty championships. Steph, it, there has to be some type of luck. There has to be some type of smart maneuvers. There has to be sometimes, sometimes you have to do things that other people can't see or can't even fathom. For instance, Golden State. It was, they were very lucky to get Stephen Curry, what, the seventh pick of the draft when the Minnesota Timberwolves pick two point guards right in front of Steph Curry, which was Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn. You get a little bit of luck when Klay Thompson and Draymond Green are sitting, what, Draymond Green, I think it was like the 35th pick and like Klay Thompson like the 15th or something. You get lucky there. You get lucky because nobody thought that Steph Curry would be who Steph Curry is. Nobody thought Klay Thompson would be who Klay Thompson is. Nobody thought Draymond Green would be who Draymond Green is. You get lucky when, you know, early on, you make the big, you make the monumental decision at the time to trade Monte Ellis and, and, and start building your team around Steph Curry, especially the Monte Ellis, who is a fan favorite, who did really well in Minnesota, not Minnesota, uh, Milwaukee, who also did really well um, in Dallas. You know, a fan favorite, Monte Ellis. You also get lucky when Steph Curry has bad ankles to start this, to like bad ankles. He twists a lot. He has to get surgery. So you can pay him a very team friendly contract because you don't know, you know, one, the type of Steph Curry you're going to get, two, how long you're going to get him. You get lucky when you you're able to get players like Andre Iguodala 
from you know when he his free agent. Like you're get you're able to get a player like or David Lee was still on the team. You're able to get those type of players. But while there's luck, there's also smart moves and moves like I said that sometimes you don't see the ramific or you don't see it matriculate until it does. Sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes it does. And I'm talking about the Andrew Wiggins move. You see, I was one of the people that said this was a Andrew. All right, so for people that don't know, Golden State had D'Angelo De, uh, Russell. You have D'Angelo Russell. You trade D'Angelo Russell to Minnesota for Andrew Wiggins, former number one overall pick. You know, the, the the narrative with Andrew Wiggins is he's not that good of a player because he didn't live up to the number one overall pick status that pretty much comes with that pick. And a lot of people, now a lot of people are killing Nick Wright, uh, one of the hosts for uh, First Things First and First uh, Fox Sports. They're killing him, but it wasn't just him. I'll shoot him some type of bail. It wasn't just him. There was a lot of people that were questioning the move, especially seeing as they don't, they only had D'Angelo Russell for a couple months. But you make moves like that, not knowing what the outcome would be. You're gambling because you don't know. You know Andrew Wiggins has a lot of a lot of positive attributes but you just don't know you don't know if he's able to put it together especially when you have a nucleus like or a nucleus like Steph Curry Draymond Green uh, Clay Thompson and not to mention the fact that all these players thrive with the ball in their hands not saying they can't thrive you know without especially Steph Curry and, and probably one of the most selfless players we've ever seen but and Andrew Wiggins is also a player that thrives with the ball. So you make moves like that. You have KD. Shouts out to KD. You know what? Before we move on. Before we move on. So Golden State. Let me let me just let me park here and let me touch on this real quick. Golden State, clearly, like I just said, makes it to their sixth uh NBA finals in eight years. Uh so, of course, the conversation, I've heard a lot of conversations this week. Uh, is Steph Curry on the same level, or is Steph Curry better than Magic Johnson? Uh, is Steph Curry eye-to-eye with, with LeBron James? Who is, does this, because <laughs> Golden State and Steph Curry winning, congratulations, by the way, winning the first ever Western Conference Finals MVP, I think the Magic Irving Magic Johnson Trophy, uh, winning the first one ever, shouts out to him. But does this finally put to bed the fact that Kevin Durant needed, you know, isn't that good or needed Steph more than Steph needed him? Let me say this. One thing that we need, to, I understand that it's fun to debate who is better, who is this, who is that. But that's debating. You know, that's that's just fun and games. But what people like to do is people like to attach one person's success and bring and, and, and bring down another person. What do I mean by that? All this week I've heard, you know, KD should be ashamed. I didn't think it was the right move for KD to leave Golden State. Uh, but that was his decision. He decided to go play with Kyrie Irving. I didn't think it was the smartest move. But that doesn't negate the fact that KD, Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is still, in my opinion, arguably a top 10 player in this league. Now, we can have debates. We can we can discuss where Steph ranks in, in the, the pantheon of players. But one thing that is equivocally clear is Kevin Durant is that dude. And just because Golden State's a good team, Golden State's a good franchise, Steph Curry's an all-time player, Klay Thompson's an all-time player, Draymond Green's an all-time player, all Hall of Famers, by the way. I think Andre Gudala could possibly be a Hall of Famer, who knows? But because you have that doesn't mean that Kevin Durant is 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 I understand he got swept. 
I understand that. I understand he got swept this year. I think the only, in fact, the only team that got swept. But it doesn't negate the fact that, like, let's let's really be dish, let's really be careful how we talk about some of these players, man. Like, for it's 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 it, we just need to chill, bro. Because quiet as is kept. Yes, I do believe that Kevin Durant needed Golden State to finally get over the hump and win those championships. However, let's not let's not act like Golden State didn't need Kevin Durant. I'm not going to say any names of who they replaced, but come on now. Both it was a equal an equal need. And and I'll give my prediction probably next episode about who wins the NBA finals, but if I choose Golden State, that doesn't negate the fact that Kevin Durant was still important for that team. That's all I'm saying. And Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant, bro. Let's let's get let's make that very clear. But let's get back to this, man. Steph Curry. We talked about greatness, right? One thing that I've also heard this week is is you know Steph Curry is the most revolution rev, like. He revolutionized the game, which I do agree. He's one of the he's the most influential player ever. I don't know about that. I mean, Michael Jordan's influential, in my opinion. Allen Iverson's one of the most influential players we've ever seen. Uh, LeBron, Coach, you know, stuff like that. But I will say that we're looking at a, a once in a generational player. I, I know that 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 name that that word. That phrase gets gets tossed around a lot, once in a generation. But we're looking at a once in a generational player. They're players that can shoot. Trey Young can shoot. Uh, Jordan Poole can shoot. There is a lot of players that can shoot the ball. But there's not too many that can shoot. I mean, Steph Curry is the greatest shoot three three greatest shooter we have ever seen. <laughs> It's just greatness looks different, man. Greatness looks different. And think about think about this, man. Think about we look at players like Kavon Looney. We look at players like Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, uh, which I think I've heard. I don't know. I, I'm going to say Kaminga, but I've heard so many. Uh, pronunciations of this man's name. I don't know what it is. I'm just going to say Jonathan Kaminga. But we see nobody has not, outside of Monte Ellis, and that's nothing against Monte Ellis. I think, you know, it was his team, and you see a young Steph Curry. It was, it was it's hard to gel. But outside of one, but we've never seen somebody not work with Steph Curry. That is a, that's a skill in and of its own. The fact that you're able to get along and work with anyone, I mean, and also not just work, but get the bet. Again, have we, and I'm not just going to contribute this to Steph Curry, but I do think a lot of it is Steph Curry. Look at Andrew Wiggins, bro. Spoiler alert, Andrew Wiggins is arguably, and I, I, I guess I'll, again, I will save this for next episode, but Andrew Wiggins is possibly the key to Golden State winning the NBA championship this year. Andrew Wiggins, the same Andrew Wiggins that a lot of people attached as a bust. Look at Jordan Poole. A lot of people are saying is a carbon copy of Steph Curry. Jordan Poole was damn near out the league. Now, yes, I'm not just saying it's all Steph Curry. Of course, you had to go and work on your game and stuff. But Jordan Poole's working with Steph Curry. Golden State, man, it is, this is, I also think that this is something that we will never see from a team, because I know a lot of people are talking about LeBron James, yes, we know how great LeBron James is, I think going to 10 straight NBA Finals, yes, we know LeBron James, in a lot of people's opinion, is the greatest basketball player of all time, there will never be another LeBron James, but when we talk about a team aspect, just look at, look at what happened this year.
as I said before, this is Golden State's sixth NBA championship in eight or sixth NBA finals appearance in eight years. What has happened in that eight years? Well, Golden State has three, has one, let me see. The nucleus of Steph Curry, LeBron, I mean, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson has a combined three championships. One of the championships, of course, was 2016. They lost to go to LeBron James and Cleveland Cavaliers. But a lot of things happened. I'm not taking away nor discrediting Cleveland winning that championship. But, you know, Steph Curry didn't have his best uh game what four five and oh no uh five six and seven draymond green got suspended a game andrew bogan went got went out with injury andre Iguodala went out with injury a lot of things happened you get kevin durant 2017 actually let's go through the whole thing let's do that 2015 young stuff young warriors <laughs> now you go against cleveland lebron james uh kyrie irving Goes out the first game. They don't have Kevin Love. And Golden State wins that series. Now, a lot of people are saying, you know, Golden State, they got lucky because you didn't have to play, you know, a fully charged, fully charged Cleveland Cavaliers. We just said 2016 what happened. I failed to mention that this is the same team in 2016 that went 73 and 9. The best regular season record ever. 2017, you get uh, Kevin Durant. You go 16 and one in the playoffs that that year, and the only one was in the finals against Cleveland, and they I think hit like 20 something threes. They were just going crazy. 2018, you almost lose to the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals. You don't, though, and you play Cleveland. I think they swept them that year. 2019, everybody falls apart. You go against Kevin, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Toronto Raptors. Everyone falls apart. Steph Curry's hurt. Uh, Kevin Durant ruptures his Achilles. Klay Thompson tears his ACL. Boogie is hurt with a quad injury, I believe. Everyone falls apart, and you lose. Next year, Kevin Durant's gone. Steph Curry's playing. I think breaks his hand. He misses the rest of the season. The year after, or the the next year, Kevin or Steph Curry's going crazy. You go into the, you go into the uh, play-in. The first year of the play-in, I believe. You lose the Lakers. Because LeBron says he can't see, but he just shot the, the the rim that was in the middle, and then you lose to John Morant. Now, you retool Jordan. You get Jordan or Jordan Poole's playing incredible. You get you you, you get Clay Thompson back. You get Draymond Green. Got a healthy Steph Curry, and now you're in the finals. We will never see a run like this. And when I said what has happened in those six or those eight years, well, we had a great Phoenix team for the two of those years. Now, I'm not saying that they're just completely over, but a lot of, I mean, Phoenix was the number one overall seed this year. Now, they ultimately lost to Luka and the Dallas Mavericks, but they were the number one overall seed. You had Milwaukee who a lot of people, including myself, thought that this could be a, a two-peat year. Because they, the they won the year before. You've had Nikola Jokic win two, two separate MV, or two back-to-back MVPs. Joel Embiid has come to his own. Hell, the Ben Simmons saga. There's been so much to have. And that really shows you just how tough it is to just make it to an NBA Finals. Like, look at some of the great teams that we talk about that haven't made the hell. Now, while I'm, while I'm shooting this, or as I'm recording, I think Cleveland, I'm not Cleveland, I think Boston and Miami is playing currently. So I don't know who's winning. Um, but what I, one thing I do know is 
Boston has been knocking at the door this for this entire time. I've, I think they've made like three or four. It's a conference finals. I mean, they had Kyrie. All I'm saying is it is tough to make it to it. Just make it to an NBA finals. And this is Golden State's sixth year. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Sixth appearance in eight years. That's incredible, man. Also, shout out to Clay Thompson, man. Shout out to Clay Thompson having probably two of the worst injuries back to back. You had a, a torn ACL in the finals, so you know you're going to miss the whole season. And then you have a ruptured Achilles. I don't think you understand. Like, a ruptured Achilles is the worst basketball injury possible. Now, of course, modern medicine has definitely changed the 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 probability and the success rate of coming back. I mean, i.e., look at Kevin Durant now, look at Clay Thompson, but Clay Thompson, Russia, you a lot of times even medicine, you never you're never going to be the same. Before, of course, we saw these two anomalies, but it's it's just a great story, man. Whether they win, whether the Golden State wins or not, congratulations to Golden State for being, again, making it to the NBA Finals this year. Uh, congrats to Steph Curry for winning the first Irving Magic Johnson Award, which is the Western Conference Finals MVP. Congratulations for Clay Thompson for per, per, prevailing. You know what I mean? For pers- I understand nine. I think it was nine hundred and forty-one days. That might be uh, not look nine hundred and forty one days. Do you understand how long that is? That's three. That's that's a little more than that's a little less than three years. That's man. Shouts out to Golden State. Now on the flip side of that, you have a winner. You have to have a loser. And in the Western Conference, the loser at this point was uh, Luka Doncic in the Dallas Mavericks. And you're starting to hear it. You're starting to hear it. You're starting to hear the saying, the phrase, as we always hear, after a young team or a young player gets bounced out of the playoffs or in any sport, you hear it. They'll be back. They will be back. You heard that when uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals lost in the Super Bowl to the Rams. Hell, you even heard that when Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers lost in the Super Bowl to Kansas City. You heard that when Kansas City lost in the Super Bowl to the Buccaneers. And now you're hearing that with Luka Doncic and Dallas Mavericks lose to the Warriors. Only one thing I've said this before, but one thing I will say is just be be careful about that. When I say be be careful about the they'll be back, because I think that kind of discredits how tough it is to get there. I'm not negating the fact that they got their shouts out for getting there. Hell, nobody, including myself, thought that the Dallas no outside of Nick Wright thought that the Dallas Mavericks were going to make it to the NBA Finals, especially when you saw that they they got was it the fourth seed and had to play had to play Phoenix the the second round. I I thought they were going to beat Utah. I mean, it's Utah. But nobody hell people thought this I I said there was a point in the regular season where I thought yo this I don't see how a team can beat the Phoenix Suns four times out of seven games. There was a time in the regular season where I along with multiple people thought that. So that Dallas team had to go up against that. And they ultimately prevailed. Luca went crazy. Luca has turned, has kind of morphed himself into one of the best playoff performers we've ever seen in just what four years in the league. But be careful about the they'll be back. I think it's a cautionary tale. You know what I mean? Now I'm not saying they can't be back. Hell, we never know what's gonna happen. 
But look, look, look at some of those teams that we thought would be back. Last year, we thought Phoenix was going to be back. They looked incredible this entire year. They lost in the second round. We thought Milwaukee was going to be back. Lose Chris Middleton, you'll lose in the second round to Boston. We thought Kevin Durant coming to the East was going to be back to the NBA Finals, just not on Golden State, but back to the NBA Finals. He just got swept in the first round. We thought the 49ers, like I said, would be back after losing to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. The best they got was the was it the um the divisional championship oh conference championship i'm sorry so i'm just saying man it's to and think about what happens next year next year golden and we're just talking about the west golden state would probably be back whether they win or lose, they will be back, or they'll still be good. Utah, see what happens with them and Donovan Mitchell and, and Rudy Gobert. New Orleans, they're going to retool. You might get Zion back, see what happens with Zion, Brandon Ingram, and C.J. McCollum. The the Minnesota Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns. Denver is going to have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back, along with Nicole Jokic. See what happens with Dame in Portland. See what happens with the Lakers and Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. The Clippers are going to get back Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I'm just saying, be careful when we talk about a team is going to come. They'll be back. Because that's one thing we like. This I don't know if that just, if that lightens the blow. I don't know. Lightens the loss. Oh, they'll be back. I don't. We don't know that. Hell, I don't know if Joe Burrow's going to be back in in the playoffs. Because hell, the Ravens are getting healthy, and we saw what the Ravens did in the draft on defense, especially. Not to mention all the teams that are going to retool. You never know. One thing I will say though, and I'm not just going to end on a sore note for for uh, Dallas is. Luca is a superstar. We talked about this last episode, but Luca is a superstar. But I also said that there is no perfect player. And Luca alluded to that at the, you know, his exit pretty much interview or exit press conference after the game. It's going to one reason why I think it's going to be tough for Dallas cuz they have some tough decisions to make. One, are you going to pay – do you pay Jalen Brunson? Jalen Brunson has earned himself some money in his playoffs, but is he good enough to be Luka's second running mate? Especially when you're talking about a Luka Doncic who dominates the ball. He kind of has that James Harden, Houston Rockets feel. He just dominates the ball. Not saying that that's bad, but at least for him, but there's some players that just dominate the ball and, and work and play better – with the ball in their hands, and Luka Doncic is for sure one of those players. So, what does that? How does that leave Jalen Brunson? So, shouts out to Jalen Rose uh, from Jalen Jacoby, of course, ESPN. He said, "Look, if D- Dallas has some decisions you have to make. Do you get? You're going to need a rim protector because Max Kleber and Dwight Powell's not it. Again, shouts out to Jalen Rose. He pretty much, I think, he's the first and only person I heard." Say, what about Rudy Gobert? Because we, we, we've heard stories or reports that it's pretty much Rudy, I think, said it's either me or him. And when I say him, I mean Donovan Mitchell. But what do you do with Jalen Brown? You're going to need to get better. But then, and I, and I also said that they need another score. They need another player that can consistently put the ball on the ground and get points. But that's... that. I have to I have to think about that because that goes back to what I just said. Luka Doncic is a ball dominant player, and Luka Doncic, while he he will get somebody open, yo, he took did he take like tw- I think he took like eighteen shots himself in games five of the 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 East Western Conference Finals, and I think he went three for thirteen from three. He alone went three for 13. 
What do you do? With, what is Dallas going to do with Spencer Dinwiddie? What are they going to do with Davis Bertans? What are they going to do with Jalen Brunson? What are they going to do with Dorian Finney-Smith? Well, I think they have Dorian Finney-Smith locked up. Oh, but of course, Tim Hardaway Jr. comes back. So there's just a lot of decisions. I do think that Luka... I, saw, I talked about this with James Harden. You have to come into come into the season in shape. You can, it's diff. It's hard when you pl- now. I understand he's still young. He's only what 22, 23, Luka Doncic is. But it's something to be said. Where look at the players that have to play themselves into shape instead of players that come in. In fact, no. Look at the players that come into shape and take supreme care of their bodies. Some of the known players that we know is Steph Curry, LeBron James, uh, Russell Wilson. They're always in the mix or always talked about in the elite class or class of players that can win it all. Because there's your body is not as tired. Your body is not as you're not you're not overworking to try to get yourself into into shape. Look at look at how James Harden's seasons have looked towards the end. Now, no, I'm not saying I'm not wishing that upon Luca, but what I'm saying is you have to come into the season in shape because I don't know what was going to happen with Dallas, but you're go- they're going to there could be a possibility you got to do it on your own until maybe the tread deadline or maybe even the whole season, and that's not that's going to be taxing on the body. Also, you're going to – I know it's easier said than done, but you're going to have to be able to work on your defense. Yo, they – just how just the same way Dallas was hunting Chris Paul in the second second round of the playoffs, Golden State was hunting Kev, uh, Luka Doncic. Hell, you had Andre uh, – Andrew Wiggins look like a number one overall pick. That's That's – I think Luka is, is a superstar. I, I, I think it's really no question at this point if he's a top 10 player. Um, some people can even argue top five. Some people can argue top three. But in order for the statement that's always said to be true, which is they will be back, just as great as Luka was, he, does, he has some improvements that needs to happen. Dallas as a whole needs some improvements because trust and believe – there's a lot of players that we didn't see a lot this year that are coming back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Especially in the Western Conference. Like, people are going to be reminded just how good Kawhi Leonard is. Or people are going to be reminded just how good of a duo LeBron James and Anthony Davis is. People are going to be reminded just how, I mean, people have now been reminded just how good Golden State was when Klay Thompson is healthy and Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Not to mention the fact that what are they going to do with James Wiseman, who was a second overall pick in the draft or third? Third or second? Second. All I'm just saying is congratulations to Dallas. But there's there's a lot that needs to be done for them to get back to it, to where you know, get back to at least the Western Conference Finals next year. So, and again, as I'm recording this, Boston and Miami are going on right now. I'm going to go on a limb and say that uh, by the time episode, uh, by the time the I record my episode for Wednesday which will be a day before the NBA Finals starts. I'm going to assume that Boston's going to win this series. And it's not it's not a disrespect to Miami. It's what we're seeing. Boston is a better team. Now, also, Boston's the healthier team at this point. And I know that's crazy when you have, you know, Robert Williams in not the lineup, Marcus Smart. Uh, but Miami is limping. You have Jimmy Butler, who can't, can't get any elevation on his shot. Kyle Lowry has the meanest lint. Like Kyle Lowry, he shouldn't be playing with a hamstring injury. Tali Euro isn't shouldn't be isn't. It's it's a lot. And the last thing that you want, especially a team that is not that good offensively, I think that Miami, just like Phoenix, kind of, kind of a. Uh, let me say, kind of overachieved in the in the regular season. 
Phoenix completely overachieved being the number one overall seed, but Miami overachieved, I think, offensively. Now, I don't know if it's just because he, he he's not confident, but we expected more from Bam. Kyle Lowry. I mean, there's been, what, two games. Now, I also understand with injury, of course, but I think there's been two games where Kyle Lowry has finished the game with zero points. Kyle Lowry, who is an, uh, a, multi-time, a multi-time All-Star, also NBA champion. Multiple games with zero points, and I don't I don't remember who said it, man. But shouts out to the Nets said it. There's a reason why there's all the players in the NBA are supposed to be in the NBA. NBA is 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 the best league when we talk about talent. But you're playing Max Struess. You're playing uh, Gabe. Was it Gabe York or your Gabe York or something? You're playing under a lot of undrafted players, and there's a reason. I think Keyshawn. I heard Keyshawn Johnson say it. Now I don't think he was the originator said it, but I heard him say it. There's a reason why there's undrafted in front of their name. I mean, I think there's two games in a row where Max Struess has not scored, and we know PJ Tucker is known for his defense, uh, so he's not really the the most offensive player. All I'm saying is, by the time we talk, and and, and by the, when I do my in, you know, my my NFL, no NBA finals preview, I have a feeling it's going to be Golden State against Boston. Boston is the better team against Miami. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the two best players. At least so far in the in, in, in this matchup, seeing as though Jimmy Butler has suffered injuries, Al Horford has been a godsend for for Boston. Bam Adebayo has not shown up most of the time. I think the anomaly game was the thirty what thirty one point game he had, uh, and he had an eighteen point game, which is close to his average, and or yeah, pretty much there at his average in the regular season, but. Hasn't done much in the playoffs. I just think it's going to be Golden State and Boston. And if I'm wrong, I have no problem coming here and saying I'm wrong. But if I'm right, by the next time you see me, I will be doing an NBA Finals preview with Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. So, let's move on. Uh, the NBA, I don't think I talked about this last episode, but all NBA teams came out. Um, I mean, first team, Luca, Donovan, oh no, Luca, Luca, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Giannis, Nikola Jokic. Second team is Steph, Ja, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid. Third team, CP3, Trey Young, LeBron James, Pascal Siakam, and Carl Anthony Towns. Now, we talk about this year after year after year. I think these last two years have have definitely been more more prevalent, of, has definitely kind of driven this, this need home. And that is, I think when we talk about the All-NBA teams, just scrap the positions and just the first team is the best, the five best players that year. The second team is this is the next five best players. And this argument comes up because this is the second year in the row that the runner up for the MVP did not finish first team. And that is that is Joel Embiid. Now, yes, I understand that Luka has, has had a great season. I understand that Jason Tatum had a great season. I know people see what happened to Phoenix uh, in the playoffs and, and want to pretty much question the Devin Booker. But Devin Booker was the best player on Phoenix this entire regular season. Of course, the All-NBA team is the regular season award. Jason Tatum, yes, we understand how good they were, especially post-January. Uh, Giannis, I think, finished third in MVP. But there has to be, there again, 
we're talking about the I think that there's no way the the second there's no way the runner up for MVP does not finish first team. Now, if it was a guard, he would. If it was a forward, he would. But because it's two centers, Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, one of them has to go on the second team. That just doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't seem right. Now, again, you can question for days. I mean, a lot of questions I hear is how Steph Curry didn't make the first team or John Moran didn't make the first team and, and I don't know, Jason Tatum did. Or how Kevin Durant made the second team and he missed a bunch of games. Uh, how Pascal Siakam made the third team and not Jimmy Butler. You know, those questions are, you know, you, you can understand. You can understand those questions. I understand, you know, you can slide Devin Booker to the three because he did play. No, I don't think he plays fall forward. But, you know, I, I get those questions. But one thing that has to be addressed is how is it again just scrap the positions scrap the positions and have the five best players this season so that means i'll probably take out jason tatum probably put him on the second team and put nicole Jokic at the at the top i mean not nicole let's put joel Embiid at the first team problem solved you can have an argument should John Moran or Steph Curry be in the first team, but at least they're on a team. But the biggest, like, egregious mistake was having to, the second, the, the person that finished second in MVP not even make a first team. And this is the second year that this happened. It's got to be better, man. Got to be better. Let's move forward. Uh, shouts out to Colin Kaepernick, man. Well, let's let's move over to football a little bit. Shouts out to Colin Kaepernick, man. He got a workout for the Raiders. Uh, I didn't think that that would ever happen. Now, I don't know. That just because he got a workout doesn't mean that he's on the team. But for a while now, he wasn't even getting a workout. A lot of people want to harken back to the workout debacle where he was supposed to work out at the Atlanta Falcons facility and, like, a couple minutes before he changed that and it went to like his own field and then went to control himself. And a lot of teams said, no, I'm not doing it. I know media pundits like uh, Stephen A. Smith had a lot to say about it. And probably was like, oh, he ruined his chance. We get that. But I'm, I'm happy that whether he gets an opportunity or not, which I think he should, I'm happy that he he at least got. I'm I'm glad that I was wrong because I I didn't think he would ever get a workout again, especially after. Now again, and I, I talked about this a couple episodes ago. I don't know what was in the agreement that he signed with the league, but I never. Once he signed, I didn't think we would ever see <laughs> Colin Kaepernick even get a workout. And the fact that he did that leaves. I think. I hope that leaves the door open for at least a return or other teams. Because apparently, the, from what I heard, the workout went all right. So even if he doesn't make it on the Raiders, I would love to see him be on another team. I think that – I mean, look at the – look. <laughs> now, look at the Seahawks situation. I think that he's better than Drew Locke. I think he's better than Geno Smith. Now – I don't think that he should get a job before maybe, I don't know, Breaker Mayfield. Maybe, I don't know, Cam Newton. But I do want to see Colin Kaepernick back in the league. And I think that this is the first step to do that, which is getting an actual workout. Not just not just have him come in to talk to him, i.e. Pete Carroll. Actually give him a workout. So I'm happy for him. An unpopular topic of the day has to go. Unpopular topic of the day before we go. I said a a, a bunch of episodes ago that there are big days in sports. Big days because the sport kind of revolves around those days. You know, uh, the the NBA draft or drafts for NBA and NFL drafts. Trade deadlines, 
training camps, season openers, special days. And when I say special days, like Christmas for the NBA or Thanksgiving for NFL. You know, th- those those big days for sports. The, the, Wim- the start of Wimbledon, you know what I mean? Like those big days for sports. Then there's also big days for media. And one of them is the annual over analyze OTAs. And there's always a player that doesn't show up to OTAs. And of course the media will spend days upon days dissecting why that player should have been at OTAs. Is that player upset with the team? Does this mean the team's not going to be good? Does this mean that this player doesn't want to, isn't serious about sports? Does it mean that this player wants to trade? You know, the media is big with that. And this year, without fail, is Lamar Jackson. So Lamar Jackson did not show up to OTAs, and you hear people saying he's not serious. He's not serious about winning, even especially after last year. He should be to OTAs, and I I can't take them seriously because their star quarterback is not going to OTAs, which, by the way, the O stands for optional, you know. So what is the unpopular topic of the day? The unpopular topic of the day is specifically geared towards OTAs. And it either should be mandatory, which then you have to change the name to OTAs to maybe MTAs. Mandatory. I think it's mandatory. I think it's optional team activities, I believe. So I think it's so you'll change. It either has to be mandatory or eliminate OTAs altogether. Because there should be no reason why we spend days talking about players not showing up. There shouldn't be. All right. You shouldn't call it OTAs with an ex, with an expectation that everyone's going to show up. That should not be the case. It's optional. Optional. Hell, not everyone shows. Spoiler alert. Not everyone shows up to OTAs. Like Lamar Jackson said, there is plenty of quarterbacks, plenty of running backs, plenty of star wide receivers that do not show up to OTAs. That does not mean that they don't care about their team. It doesn't mean that they don't, they're not serious about it. They just don't show up to OTAs. Optional. It's just year after year after year. I just think, yo, either you just elim- you make it mandatory because the last thing I, the last thing that should happen is something that is mandatory, be hovered over my head like it's like it's mandatory. Wait, something that is optional should be hovered over my head and hung over my head like it's mandatory. OTAs are optional, bro. So if I decide not to show up, do not then go, which happens every year. Do not go on 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 media outlets and and question question a player's want to to win. It's mandatory. You don't know. You know what could be happening? They could be training on their own and just didn't feel like flying to OTAs. In fact, I wonder how many. I wonder how many players, like how many quarterbacks, how many star players. The ratio between going to OTAs and and winning a Super Bowl, I'm, I'm sure the ratio is not the best. All I'm saying is, yo, we need to stop holding so much weight to OTAs, especially if it's optional. So either you make it mandatory, because then it wouldn't be called OTAs, maybe MTAs, or you just eliminate it because there should be no reason, like I said, you hang a star player not showing up over their head for something that's mandatory. And it's only the star players, because I'm sure there's a lot of, de- if we talk about the Lamar Jackson case, I'm sure there's a lot of defensive players that didn't show up. There's a lot of other offensive players that show didn't show up. But because it's Lamar Jackson, because you're a star player, you know they're going to talk about it. And that is not right. So, there you have it. 
that's been today's episode of the unpopular podcast i appreciate you guys if you want a popular podcast shirt hoodie sweater long sleeve joggers the link is in the description below I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to every listening. I'm trying to get the algorithms going, so it definitely means a lot to me. And until next time, much love. Early in the morning, late at night. It don't even matter what time it is. I will wait for you. President Roller, RM, wait. Whenever I found time, it's okay. ATL Jacob, ATL Jacob. You pray for my demons, girl, I got you. Every time I sip on codeine, I get vulnerable. Annoying the sounds of the storm when it comes. She understand I can't take her everywhere, a nigga going. I've been in the field like the children of the corn. I can hear your tears when they drop over the phone. Get mad at yourself, cause you can't leave me alone. Gossip and messy, it ain't what we doing. Traveling around the world Over the phone dropping tears I get my bond when I do this When you drunk you tell me exactly how you feel When I'm loaded I keep it real Need to tell a real one exactly what it is Don't say it cause you know that's why I wanna hear I've been trapping around the world I sit on my balcony and wonder how you feeling I got a career that takes my time away from women I cannot convince you that I love you for a living I be on your line, feelings flowing like a river You be texting back, do it, Kiki on the river Message say deliver, but I know that y'all don't get it Why you introduce us if you knew that you was with him? Made me shake his hand, we all been fucking for a minute Walk me off the plane because you know that I'm a swimmer Supposed to be a dog, but you done put me in a kennel Girl, put a muzzle on it, all that barking over dinner I was fucking with you when you had a tiny presidential You got better when you met me, and that ain't coincidental Tried to bring the best out you, guess I'm not that influential Guess I'm not the one that's mad for you I can hear your tears when they drop over the phone Get mad at myself, cause I can't leave you alone Gossip and messages, that ain't what we doing Yeah Trapping around the world over the phone, drop into it. I get more vulnerable than you feel. When you drunk, you tell me exactly how you feel. Early in the morning, late at night, it don't even matter what time it is.